Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Here's some tips for maintaining your Trex deck. Um, occasionally wash it with some soapy water or a pressure cleaner. Trex composite decking is low maintenance and won't fade, splinter or warp. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. 21st of September 2021, Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Big bad show this morning, Izzy. We've uh, covered it all from vaccination passports to Pity Whippu diving for power to... Wow, Nico Porteous, the shredder up on the slopes. We've had a great show, mate. Great news coming out of the IPL. Baz McCallum getting his first win back with the uh, IPL resuming overnight in the UAE. So congratulations to Brendan McCallum and the Calcutta Knight Riders. Also had Mary, Mary Ann Delaney Hoshik. She is a tactics coach. She was talking all things Silver Ferns and that wonderful first up win against the English Roses, 48-42. The, her little insights, what she saw from the game, standout players. Great conversations had with her. And then just after eight, mate, we had Pity Weepu, the one and only pal. He's done it all on the rugby field, but off the field now he is flying his craft on the oceans, open seas, getting kaimwana for the whanau, and he bought an absolutely amazing power recipe. Power onion dip. Power onion dip. Chip dip over summer. So looking forward to December 20th because I've had a bet with Trudy. I've got a shred. I've got to get 96 kgs before December 20th. I'm looking forward to that little challenge. But um, no, it's been a great show. Ty Webster and the vaccinations. No vaccination, no play. Current situation with all our athletes at the moment and the way of the world, hopefully resuming some normality around the world. It's been a great show. Looking forward to tomorrow already. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Just coming up as well, the Tiny Jamison Trophy series started last night. Silver Ferns versus England Roses. So it'll be a great opportunity for us to welcome in our next guest after an extremely disrupted build-up with COVID restrictions playing havoc. The Silver Ferns have made a winning start to the Tiny Jamison Trophy against the English Roses, getting the job done 48-42. The match was played in front of nearly, well, it was an empty arena with level two restrictions still in place in Christchurch. But after only having a few days together as a team, I'm sure the Ferns are pleased with their first half effort Mary Ann Delaney Hoshik knows all about netball in this part of the world, being coach of the mainland tactics, and was no doubt watching keenly last night. Mer- morning, Mary Ann. Good morning. How are you? How are you? How did you enjoy last night? Are you pretty happy with that performance that the Silver Ferns put on with limited preparations? 
Yeah, it wasn't too bad, actually. I actually got to be in the crowd. It was so funny Ooh. because I arrived there and I said, uh, where do I sit? And they said, anywhere you like. And basically it was the whole side of the stand. Um, so it was, <laughs> I had a lot of seats to choose from. Um, so that was cool. I'd actually, I'd got my um, ticket off an English player, actually. So that was pretty good. What? Um, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I thought they did really well. Like some good stuff. Uh, Tiana was awesome mm. for debut. Mm. Um, 17 out of 19, you couldn't do much better than that. And she was sort of making all the play like she was 40 years old and she'd been playing out there all her life. So I thought that was impressive. Definitely got some work to do, but, you know, given the build-up, um, yeah, I reckon it's a B plus. Yeah, nice. So obviously given the build-up, Gina Crampton, um, Sulu for Pat, uh, for Fitzpatrick, Toyava, they couldn't get there. Well, they were late to the... Joining up with the squad, so you reckon that uh, Nolene Total will be pretty happy with what happened overnight, and and what are the big work ons you could see going forward to this next match uh, in a couple of days? Yeah, I think she'll just knowing her, she'll won't be a hundred percent happy, but she'll she'll say it's a start, <laughs> and obviously <laughs> a win's good to take on that first game as well, because yeah. I think in that first game in a series like that, you sort of you don't know. Um, we actually got to play against England few of the tactics players and we had a bit of an invitation team so we knew they were actually pretty good um so mm. I think they did well um I think the work on I think the mid-court the ball at times was not coming through very well through the court so they'll be looking to sharpen that up and they did some really good defense off the center pass off and cut off a lot of options but then it often went over the back into that back space into where the goal shoot was so they'll be looking for the goal keeps to try and pick off some of that ball, I'm sure. Hey, mary from a continuity perspective, with um, the build-up kind of fractured like it was, can you just explain to us, like, netball, it's not really a sport you can kind of just get out there and throw players onto a court, is it? You do need a bit of cohesion. Can you speak to that from, like, what how you would have maybe dealt with that as a coach and what you would say to players going out there? Yeah, I think, um, uh, well, all the groundwork has actually been going on behind the scenes. Like, Nolene had specific skills that she wanted to work on um, for this game. So she gave them the skill sets and they've been working on them for, you know, for quite a few weeks and things like that. But I guess it is those connections that you sort of need. Um, and, And actually, I think it's more sort of when you're talking to people rather than the actual netball stuff and trying to sort of get the group um, gelling together, so it's all those little off-court stuff. I think that's more important than that, and, the, and building relationships. Hey, you were saying you're, you're obviously in the stand, and when you're in the stand, we know you're a coach of the champion mainland tactics sides. Congratulations! Nearly got there in the end, <laughs> but great season. Yeah. Um, but when when you're sitting in the stands, are you are you a fan, or you you got your coaching hat on? You're looking for little things within the game that you can maybe take back to your to tactics sides, and little things that you could probably use. Uh, in your side, is that what you're kind of doing when you're sitting in the stands? Yeah, I'm definitely looking. <laughs> I'm, 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 def- I'm definitely on the, on the tools. Um, I'm I'm looking at yeah. patterns. I'm looking at um, what they're doing to combat each other. I'm I'm trying to pick what subs to make and things like that. Like if I sit mm. with someone, I'm going, oh, they need to do this or they need to do that. So I think you're always, as a coach, you're always kind of um, looking at those little things, but. I mean, I was enjoying the fact of the new players. It's really cool seeing the new players get out there. Um, 
Although, obviously, I would have liked Kimi Ora to be in the in the squad, but I'm sure she'll get a chance at some stage. Nice. Now then, who else impressed you last night? Any new combinations that you're excited to see maybe in the next couple of, couple of games against the English? Yeah, I, I thought Sulu at the back with Karen. They only did that in the last quarter. Um, but I thought that looks mm. like it's got a lot of potential. Um, Karen had her little break off the court and she came back and she pulled in quite a bit of ball. Um, but yeah, I think um, it would be good because they have quite a few mid-quarters. That'll be the area that we can get the most growth out of because there's so many options that they'll need to, you know, connect up a little bit more. And um, yeah, that's definitely a little work on space for them. With that inside oil about the English Roses and how they've been going with this invitation game, where would you expect them to tighten the screws? And, and do you think they've got a bit to give yet? Yeah, I thought that they um, were a little bit messy. Like, they threw quite a bit of ball away, sort of, because um, they try and play at quite a fast pace. And sometimes it's too fast. So they just, the few balls went out the back, few missed shots, probably. So I think they'll just try and tidy up those things. I think defensively, they actually did a pretty good job. And it was pretty torrid in there at times in that circle. And mm. that's why I think our shooters did so well. Um, but yeah, they're, they're just going to have to work on those little basics, I think, and, and maybe change the timing up a little bit and hold on to the ball sometimes. You, you mentioned Tiana Maturo right off the top, so you're obviously impressed. I mean, how could you not be? She was sensational, wasn't she? The kind of we got Grace in the wiki there as well. The the, the talent in the shooting circle, it seems like it's something we're going to have a, a real focus on in the next wee while. What did you see from Tiana, especially that made you think, wow, she's got something that's going to be a good netballer for a long period of time? Yeah, I think she's just got the brain. So she's and she's got all the little. Uh, light touches with the ball so she can look for space she's she's really confident though I think that's the main thing and for for a young player to be that confident I mean I suppose with having wire as a mother it's a good role model but um, <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> I think if you know for a young player she um, can do all those little you know tricky things as well as the basics really well so uh, and got a great brain. But the other thing she was doing really well last night is actually getting ball defensively. So she probably picked up about three intercepts, I think, in that game. So that's gold. You know, if you can get your goal attacks and wing attacks picking up ball, then it's it's good for the rest of the team because, you know, the defence can have a wee break. Nice. Well, Marianne, I've got to talk, touch on it. The Magic um, rolled out the bank balance over the off-season of signs of absolute... <laughs> Names. <laughs> We've got a big salary cap to fill. What are the tactics? How are the tactics looking going into the next season? Yeah, well, we've actually, over the last probably, you know, three or four years, we've had a solid base of players and we just sort of change. Mm. We'll have a few changes each year, but um, I think that works for us and it builds that continuity. So, that, look, they'll take some time to sort of build. Yeah, it's a pretty good names. I, I think there's a few friends there that have played still with friends together, but they've probably rung each other and said, let's yeah. just go there. Um, but yeah, yeah it, it makes the competition interesting, but um, I still think, you know, continuity. Um, but yeah, yeah, I wonder yeah, I wonder how they did that money-wise. Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yes. Yes. We got the. We just can't have, eh? Hey? We just can't have. We just keep rolling. We got that man. We don't need big names. We just keep rolling, eh, Marianne? Oh, exactly, exactly. Uh, fair enough. Hey, we... I want to ask you about. 
Oh, sorry. I just sorry, sorry, Louis. I just want to ask you quickly. I know you've done a bit of work with Razor, and Razor's been uh, yeah. in the environment. Or you, you've you've sat around. It. What's your big takeouts from from Razor that you could share some little insights? Has he been a major help for you and, and the team? Yeah, like um, we sort of catch up every now and again, and he's always funny. You know, he lo- he loves talking <laughs> about the themes, of course. So he's like, "What are you yeah, doing? Yeah. What are you doing?" Um, so that's all good. But even <laughs> this year, because I like, you know, we hadn't been in that many grand finals in, in history. Mm. I mean, we we used to win one or two games a season. So becoming from that team who is just, you know, like fighting and coming from behind sort of thing, we, mm. we've changed to being, you know, a team that's a leading team. So I know, and going into, um, you know, the final this year, it's someone I could actually chat to because, it's a, coaching's a bit of a weird job because there's not many people doing head coaching across the country in many roles. So it's sort of like this weird space. Um, so it's really nice to have people. Um, and obviously Razor's awesome um, to to tap into and have a chat with. Um, so, yeah, no, he's been he's been awesome. Yeah, what a resource to have at your disposal. While you're here, Marianne, we're going to use you, us Aucklanders. We come out of level four at midnight tonight, and we've been talking all show. What is everybody going to go for? What are the takeaways? What are the local business businesses yeah going to flock to? So you and Izzy and all the good folk down the rest of the country have already experienced this. What was your first out of uh, lockdown takeaway? Or where did you go straight away? Um, we actually just went to our little local called the Flax, because I live up in um, in Preston's and Marshlands, and you just wanted. I felt like you wanted to support your local people first. Yeah, totally. Um, so we yeah. went up there, got the you know the takeaway burgers and whatnot. But um, yeah, you just worry about those small businesses, I think, don't you? So I wasn't, you know, I wasn't I wasn't lining up after F forty five going into um, McDonald's, which is next door. <laughs> um, I gave that one a miss. <laughs> fair, fair enough. Well, here we go. Oh. We can do a McCafe and then across for a baguette at our little French uh, cafe next door here that we love and they look after us. Marianne, thanks so much for joining us and sharing your thoughts no on the, the netball last night. Go well, and we can't wait to follow what the tactics get up to in the next wee while. I love the little jab at the Waikato as well, Izzy. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Thanks, Marianne. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Right now here, we're talking about the vaccine and Ty Webster, 0800 150 811. Ty Webster, it's a a delicate situation. He and the breakers have parted ways. This probably won't be the last we see of this. A couple of weeks ago on the show, Izzy, we had Bruce Sherrick, who was a player agent, and he kind of preempted this Mm. for us. We asked him, you know, from a contractual point of view, what might happen and what he could see happening. Here's this clip, and then we'll see if we can tie it back to what's happened with Ty Webster, because I think there's a lot of similarities. Back to vaccines, yeah, look, it's a topic that's going to rear its head, I think, more and more as, as time evolves. Um, something we've just done last week, actually, in the racing industry was just to encourage um, people within that code to get out there and get vaccinated. As I think all the evidence is suggesting it's probably the only foolproof way to uh, protect an industry, a sport, and the community, really. Um but everybody's going to have a view, and I think that's got to be respected. But if we're looking at, you know, footballers in particular, the one thing that's possibly a little bit unique to them is the fact that, uh, most, uh, and just about all, are on fixed-term contracts. So when you're negotiating a contract, clearly there's a set of terms and conditions. Now, they can't mandate currently to uh, to get the guys to 
um, have a vaccination. However, um, they can politely move on should there seem to be an unwillingness to get a vaccine. And, and the reason I say that is for a lot of our athletes, particularly the top end these days, travel is an integral part, especially for Kiwis who are travelling all around the globe. So if you look at it from a logical point of view, and let's say you're in a super rugby comp or you're in an NRL comp, um, and under normal circumstances, and I'm saying travel borders are open, and we let's say we migrate to a travel passport, the reality is if you can only play home games, you're only worth half value. So uh, mm-hmm. it may well be a polite um, thanks, but we're going to move on and look at someone else. Which is exactly what we've just seen with Ty Webster, a polite, look, the door's not shut forever, but if you're not vaccinated, it's not something we can do. Uh, Bruce is also the Chief Operating Officer of New Zealand Thoroughbred Racing. Bernard Saundry, the CEO, came on the mail run on Saturday, again saying we just want people to get vaccinated. It is the way the industry and the sport will go ahead is by getting vaccinated, is he? So that was Bruce Sherrick. He nailed it. <clears throat> he nailed it. That was weeks ago too, and he's, he preempted this. He, he knew this was coming, and like he spoke about it then, if you're not going to get vaccinated, like, and he said, so that, that that text before, you can't mandate, you can't force them to get the vaccine. So the All Blacks weren't forced. They had a decision. Yes, they had a choice. If they weren't vaccinated, they weren't allowed to go. And they all did, obviously. So they weren't forced. You have a decision. But he nailed it, mate. And, and it's just the way of the world. And I've had some unbelievable text messages coming in that we'll get to in a minute. But... I want to talk about my experience. So I've got a friend. I've got a friend, and, and he was over in France. And, and this friend was, like, just living life. And he was a bit like myself. You know, we didn't know the effects of, of COVID. We kind of, because we're in New Zealand, we're safe here. We just didn't take any take it as, as serious as probably what we should. Anyway, this guy was over in, in France. He had to go to hospital for t- 10 days. He was on life support. He was on a big um, oxygen tank. Um, he's he's going to have lifelong effects because of this Delta variant, this covid He's going to have everything. Before that, he was just so oblivious to it. He didn't care about it. He probably nearly could have died. He could have died. And this is a guy that's that's done it all. And now he's seen the effects of COVID-19, this Delta, and what it can do. So if there's something that potentially could help protect you and your family and yourself against this variant, why wouldn't you even give it a chance or, or give it a go? Like... It just baffles me, mate. It baffles me. It's, it's so crazy. And I've got a great text. This is from Matt. Probably the best text I've ever seen. This vaccine chat really grinds me gears. I studied microbiology and immunology at university. And I'm not claiming to be an expert, but the science is really clear on vaccines. Why do people ignore it, or even worse, think they know better than experts? Just because they saw some discredited doctor say something that contradicts conventional advice, or they spend a couple of hours learning via Dr. Google University, does not make them right. Vaccination is our way out of this. And even if you think you know better, the government has made it crystal clear. It's the only way back to anything that slightly resembles normal. Sorry, rant over. Don't be sorry, Matt. Don't be sorry, you know Dr. Google, unbelievable. Honestly, it's the only way forward. It is the only way forward, and people are probably going to come at me left, right, and centre because of this. But this is my view, and I'm protecting my family. I've got kids. And I want to get a bit of normality back in our lives. And I want to be able to travel the world and, and do things. We've only got one life, one opportunity, and it is the only way forward. And our leader, Jacinda Ardern, is standing up there on her podium, and she is saying it, go get vaccinated. It is the only way forward. Rant over.
Oh, love it, Izzy. Absolutely love it. Someone, double eight, double three. Jacob, well said, Daggy. Hope your NFL fantasy team football is going well. Well, his real team, the Panthers, are flying, Jacob. Um, no, look, th- thank you for your messages, everybody. Um, we won't read all of them out because, well, there's, there's a lot, and some of them just aren't very helpful. But, look, for the most part, just like which I feel is the vaccine participation, for the most part, we must say this, 99% of, well, it's not necessarily 99%, but, you know, 99 people you meet on the street are not going to kick up a fuss. Yeah, there's going to be one, two, three, or four that are going to have different views, and that is the same with everything in life, politics, life, culture, whatever. But the point is, for Ty Webster and for other athletes that are trying to make a living, you will, and you probably will, without much kind of hesitation, not earn money. You, your job will become untenable, and that's what we've seen with Ty Webster. The breakers, they've done it very dignified. They've been extremely um, courteous, as far as I can tell through the media Lisa seeing Matt Walsh on the news last night. It, it was pretty civil. The door is not shut forever, but we have to look after our interests. As somebody on the text machine pointed, uh, it is a business. So it's just is what it is. There's not much too much else to say apart from it is what it is. Double eight, double three. Keep your messages coming through. Hey boys, how did Baz get on with the MIQ lucky dip yesterday? One out of thirty thousand. It's not great odds, Albie. Albie, you're uh, bang on. I think he was about twenty two thousandth in Q. So <laughs> maybe, maybe. <laughs> no, he's got no. <laughs> We'll see him in three years, I reckon. <laughs> Maybe by the He's end. vaccinated too. He's vaccinated. <laughs> Maybe by 2025 we'll get our co-host back. Double eight, double three. The messages are flooding in. Uh, someone here bring up a point about a vaccine passport we can clear after this. It's Baznizzi for breakfast. He has a 73 test, All Black, and part of those wonderful 2011 World Cup memories as a real hero for the All Blacks and New Zealand. Nowadays, a TV star with Piri's Tiki Tours, where he explores the most beautiful parts of Aotearoa and the abundant resources of our great land. Piri Weepu is on the line, and Piri, good morning, my mate. How are you? Morning, uh, Brute. Pretty good, eh? How are you? I'm good, mate. I'm good, mate. I watched that show the other day with Dion Muir. Talk to us about that, Kai. That looked unreal, man. Talk to us about your Piri Tiki Tours. You loving it? Yeah, I've tried to get you on the bloody show, but you know, you can't really drive a, a jet boat anymore. You know, good with your foot. Um, but uh, yeah, I've been, been enjoying traveling around our beautiful country, uh, meeting a lot of the locals, and just listening to their stories about uh, how they got started and sort of fishing, diving, hunting, uh, just gathering food around our, in, in our, our backyard, really. So. But uh, catching up with um, Debo was uh, was me and Dion uh, with his crazy crabs. Uh, Laps was obviously there. Um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, no, it was pretty cool to get up to sort of Maki too. I've been up there with uh, Joey uh, Weber for the show as well, and he uh, showed me his backyard. And then even better that uh, the boys took me out and showed me, uh, the, you know, the other areas that you can sort of get kai from. Hey, Pity Trudy here. I just help out reading the news, and I came across your show on Sunday, um, Pity's Tiki Tour, and what a watch. The food, the whanau, the fishing. Whose idea was the show? Like, what part, What sort of part do you play in it? Besides the host, obviously. Um, I, I got shoulder tapped for uh, when I was at the Blues, actually, from uh, Bailey Mackey. And um, I was keen to do a show way back, way back then, uh, obviously, Things changed because I ended up signing a contract and going overseas. 
they forgot to tell the bro till late. But when I come home, uh, after being over in France, I uh, got asked about four months after being back. And it's been awesome. I, I spoke to him about it because uh, it's his production company. Um, but not only that, uh, it's good to talk to him around things that we can do and he's pretty sweet with uh, a lot of the ideas and we're just trying to find new things every year to try and make it uh, entertaining and, and enjoyable but um, I, I guess as as always is it's always the, the people that make the show and I've the shoulders with a lot of uh, cool people throughout the the uh, filming of the of the series it's a great watch thank you nice. bring it to us yeah, nice, nice, great question, Trudy. Um, we're gonna ask a question. Last week, uh, Ash Dixon came on. He had power dumplings. He had power dumplings, bro. And I know you would have some amazing power recipes. What's your go-to recipe or something outrageous that you've done with a bit of power that you could share with us on the Baz and Izzy for breakfast? Oh, bro, I just pop it out of the shell coast. <laughs> None of this fancy stuff, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh, that's when I that's when I'm out on the on the water. I'll pop one and just have a feed on the water. But uh, <laughs> if I do if I do bring Kai home, uh, you know, well, if I bring power home, uh, I'm always keen for a um, bloody cream power. So my uh, I've I've given this recipe to a couple of people. It's not my recipe. I I got told what it was in it years ago, and I've just haven't turned back since. But uh, you know how summertime everyone's having uh, the old dip and chips. Yeah. So uh, I just used that, bro. Use the onion soup mix. Cream power and uh, chips. Nah, no, don't don't add the chips. You just use the mixture. That summer dip that we use. Yum. For oh, our chips. Yeah. <laughs> oh, like the onion gravy, onion onion, onion onion dip. Yeah. <laughs> you put that with it, bro. And then add a bit of cream to it, not too much. Add a bit of cream to it just to, so it's not too thick. I kid you not, cuz. It's on. <laughs> Pity's got the what power. What are you Trudy? Yeah, he's got the power. <laughs> yeah. Like the handle on my hip, my bro. That's why it's on my hip. It's <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Oh, this. You're opening beautiful. those kinner like a pro. Well, how, whose tool was that? That just split them in half and you who? That was pretty cool. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm sort of trying to get one across the line, actually. I, I've sort of been mucking around with a can opener. I was lucky enough that my uh, father gave me one, uh, and it's pretty hearty, too, so that one hasn't sort of really left the, the house, really. You take it to the marae, and my uncles might bloody steal it, so I never take it to the marae. <laughs> um, but but um, I'm looking to, to make one so I can have my own one. Fair enough, Pity. Hey, yeah, double eight, double three. Anyone got any questions for the great Pity Weppu about Kaimawana life or footy? Flop fire them through and we'll get them to the great man before he's done with us. What's your work life balance these days like, Pity? Are you still playing any footy or just mostly just out there on the water and then um, eating power? What, what do you get up to other than that? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm uh, coaching, uh, or I've been coaching the uh, Sony Rugby Club, the Premier Team, just been an assistant for the last three or four years. Uh, how about with my, my kids now and then with uh, rugby? Like if I can get to their games, I'll try and give them pointers. But it's about hard when you've got three kids. You've got to try and pick and choose who you can get to. So it's like, oh, I'll go there, I'll go and watch my boy or I'll go and watch 
watch the girls. Um, so, yeah, it's pretty tough when, when they're all different ages and they all play at different parts. So you just got to try and, all right, you go and watch that one. I'll go and watch uh, my, my oldest girl, or, you know. So we sort of rotated around a bit so that we can get around to watch all of them play. But it's a blessing when they're all at the same park. Like, uh, don't have to go too far. Oh, just in between fields. Um, but other than that, yeah, just uh, just a show uh, and trying to get, get a bit of content uh, on social media as well. Mm. Content's key, bro. Oh, well, it's this weekend's the 100th test, bro, coming up against the Springboks. We know you've played them many and many a times, the tough battles, tough opponents always to play. What do you remember about those tests, mate, and what's the biggest challenge for the All Blacks this weekend? I think uh, the big, biggest thing I remember in my first time playing them was uh, being thrown, thrown into the deep end. Um, I think uh, Byron Callagher got knocked out or got concussed in, in our game in Cape Town, and uh, I had to go on. And just being, being the kid at the time, uh, you know, it was pretty... Like, at that, that stadium's unreal. Like, the crowd's real close. Uh, you can basically hear everything that's like thrown at you uh, and things like that. So playing against South Africa uh, for the first time was a buzz, but also, you know, a um, bit scary at the same time just because the crowd's right there. We used to sort of uh, having the crowds a bit further away from the field than, than usual. Uh, but physical, um, you know, that constantly trying to smash you for 80 minutes. It's almost like playing playing against the, um, the Pacific Island nations. Uh, mm. You're definitely going to be going home battered and bruised and uh, things like that. And then you start looking at their forwards, like their props uh, a lot bigger than, you know, our props and, and things like that. And you're just thinking, uh, how the hell are you a prop? You look like a bloody number eight. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's just like, yeah. oh, can someone make sure they tackle them before they get to me? Because I don't want to be the one getting bumped off. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. Fair but they are a very, very physical game, uh, game against those those gentlemen. Uh, you know, on the field, oh, mongrels, I'll just go out there just to, you know, try and win, and I'll do anything to win. And then off the field, you know, just like most teams and, and players, they're yeah. humble, and it's great to uh, connect with a lot of them away from uh, footy. Yeah, that's awesome. 100th test coming up this weekend. We can't wait for that. Pity, someone's come through. Mark, Mark's come through, double eight, double three. Can Pity give us one of his best Dizzy stories? I don't know. <laughs> we, this is always dangerous territory when we ask this question, but do you have anything up your sleeve? Of you? Of Izzy, yeah, 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 Izzy. Of Izzy? Oh, jeez. Uh... Nah, just probably the World Cup one when he got in trouble. <laughs> and, he was my, and he was my roommate. When he was my roommate, and I'm like, get your ass back to the hotel before we get into worse trouble. So is that, is, is that kind true? Of blew up, but that, that's pretty much, uh, you know. I was rooming with uh, Izzy in uh, North Shore, and uh, we basically, because he's good mates with... Uh, um, CJ and Zach at the time, the three of them would come into, well, the two of them would come into our room, and we basically had a marae, had the mattress on the ground, uh, those three were pretty much uh, holding hands with each other, and then they ended up going out for, for dinner one night, 
had probably one or two many beersies and then got in trouble and made the headlines. And I'm like, they come back to the hotel and then took off again. And I looked at them going, oh, nah, I better go get them. So I went out, <laughs> grabbed them. Dragged him back to the okay, hotel. Sound and awful, I was like, <laughs> this is his, this is his book <laughs> deal. This is his book deal, buddy. Hey, hey, hey! I told the security they don't leave the hotel, so they didn't go after out after that. Good work. Oh, hey, um, buddy, is he pity, shredding pity, at the moment? Is he shredding? Got any tips for him? <laughs> yeah, cuz don't eat the power uh, cream power that I just want you to make because you end up like me, cuz he didn't do on the hips like that. <laughs> <laughs> Oi, I had to tell this story, mate. We're talking about South Africa, and I remember we played South Africa in Port Elizabeth. Do you remember this? Pity Weepu runs on oh, the field. Yeah. He's wearing a triple, he's wearing a XL, a 5XL jersey, a 5XL jersey. And I'm like, hey, what's up, Pity Weepu? Anyway, after the game, I go, what are you wearing that one for? He left his jersey at the hotel. Remember that one? Oh, so I thought this was stories about you, not me. <laughs> <laughs> nah, mate, that was the funniest yeah, thing I've do, ever bro. seen. Only first, first ever time I've seen someone leave their jersey. Um, I had to be pity, pity. I just want to ask you before we let you go, bro. TJ Pirinara still seems to be growing as a football. He's playing unbelievable footy, especially the last couple of weeks. What have you loved about his game uh, over the last couple of weeks, mate? I think the best thing about it is he's able to grow into that role. Uh, we've mm. seen him be a leader uh, with with the Hurricanes for many years now, and now that he's he's got this opportunity, uh, you can just sort of see him grow into it. Whereas you know he's always sort of been the uh, spark that comes on and closes the game out. Where now he's uh, taken the lead and given the opportunity to start and play some amazing footy. So and you, I guess you can see it as well. Uh, especially with Artie around, the two of them connecting. I mean, mm. it's, a, it's pretty important anyway with your, your connections. Uh, we'll get eight and your nine, or even with Artie being at seven last weekend, uh, how important it is to, to connect with uh, key players in the team. I, I guess, you know, it wouldn't only just be those two. There's uh, your hooker, uh, your first five eight, and your, and your, your fullback, you know, that, that spine that you always got to connect with. And those are the game drivers. And when you're in a key role, like that, you got to make sure you uh, you do your role. Not only that, but uh, you take many opportunities as possible, and hopefully they benefit the team. And he's been doing that, and I guess it's just sort of rubbing off uh, across the across the pitch with uh, everyone and the way that they've been playing. Nice, bro. Nice. I love your little insights, mate. He's a champion. I know he's got a lot of respect for you and what you're able to do with his career. And um, Pity Weepu, we thank you for joining the Baz and Izzy for breakfast, mate. Love your work. Hopefully we can catch up soon for a bit of that power dip and chips. Uh, December 20th, bro, I'll be shredded by then, so catch up with me and Gizzy, eh? Oh, bro, are you sure you want me to bring some honey up there, brother? You'll be wasting all of your treats. <laughs> 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 I want it, mate. I want it. Thanks so much, brother. Have a great day. Thanks for having me, and uh, have a great day as well. Yeah, there you go, Louis Pity Weepu. Trudy, yeah, Trudy, we've got a text a message, Trudy. Yeah. Trudy is absolutely wasted only reading the news. That is oh. from Blair from Christchurch. I totally agree. Yeah. You're a champ. Yeah, yeah, I had Blair. one more question for him. A, I wanted to know where he oh. had his indicator on. I wanted to know if he was driving somewhere, if he was going through the drive through But the question I wanted to ask him, actually, was about his brother, Billy, who's a cameraman for TV3. 
um, and he used to play for Manly in rugby league. So I wanted to see if there was any sibling rivalry. Right. Yeah. Wow. Used to play for the Sea Eagles. Yeah. Talented crew, the Whippers. Yeah, man. And I love that show. Thanks for getting Sorry, him on. I, d- I just asked, and you guys went and got him on because I saw a yeah, show. Who, who so I'm asking tomorrow? for uh, David Beckham. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> David Beckham. Wow. Kieran. Okay, that's Joe, way Kieran. out of my contact list. We, we'll, we'll suss that. No <laughs> yeah, worries. So I, I messaged Rhea Ferdinand the other day as well. I just wanted to hear back from him. Oh, so right. we'll probably have both of them on the show tomorrow. Yeah, let's have a panel. Let's, let's have a panel with a couple of Manchester United icons. That was Pity Wepu. Thank you for all your correspondence on the text machine. People loving Pity. He's one of the greats. Um, catching a pig while you were diving was pretty impressive, Pity. Aotearoa at its finest. Couldn't agree more on double eight, double three. Oh eight hundred one five oh eight eleven is the Kennard's higher phone line. If you want to squeeze yourself into the show this morning, we'd love to hear from you, of course, throughout the after rest of the day as well. Trying to pin down our wee shredder Nico Porteous. Um, <laughs> he's, he's sleeping, mate. <laughs> he's sleeping. <laughs> no, he'll be up on a mountain doing backflips or something. Have a listen to this. I love this sort of stuff. Have a listen to this. We might see two 1620s. Count it, there's one. Will we see back to back 1620s? He does. Alley you double to follow it up. So much technicality. He is fired up. So much technicality. <laughs> I love hey, that. It's so good. 1620. 1620. I remember when a 1080 was like. If you did a 1080, you're the man. Well, you're the man. Now he's doing 1620. Like, wow, that sounds okay. And back to back. What the hell? What did Tony Hawk do that time? It was like the world's most 900. impressive. Was it the 900, the first man to do the 900? Yeah, on, yeah. The, on a skateboard. Tony, yes. it, yeah, those guys, they're not quite. Have you been to Cadrona and seen that proper, where they train that half pipe? Or the nah, super, super pipe, I think they call it? It's. Nah. It is insane when you see it. Is it's like because you watch it on TV, right? And it looks like it's level. It looks like it kind of sits mm. like that. Actually, we got our guy. Instead of me explaining it, Nico Porteous is on the line. Hey, Nico, morning to you, bro. Morning. How are we doing? Yeah, good. I'm just making a fool of myself trying to explain the the super pipe at Cadrona <laughs> or that big that big half pipe. On the TV, they look like <laughs> they're level, but then you go there and it's pretty much vertical, eh? Yeah. 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 So the actual half pipe wall itself at the top is 87 degrees um, and it sits on a 17 degree slope. So, um, yeah, it's uh, it, yeah, it's not quite flat, but um, it does the trick. Hey, mate, is he here? I know you wanted a wee sleep in. You're still young and you need your sleep. You're a growing athlete. <laughs> so I appreciate you joining us, mate. Um, hey, being down south, anyway, how's the training going? Yeah, no, cheers for, cheers for having me on. Um, training's going super well. Um, we've just got back into it recently um, after lockdown, and uh, that sort of put a hold on things, as it does. Um, but, yeah, the half pipe's open now, and um, we're up the hill training pretty much every day. And so, um, yeah, just trying to um, get stuff done in the final sort of um, preparation weeks before the Olympics in, in February. So they're coming up so fast, mate. When you were with, well, Pyeongchang was probably, it was a bit of a blur and pretty incredible for everyone. Can you remember it vividly or does it feel so long ago for you? Because you're not that old. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, I can remember it pretty vividly. It sort of feels like it's, yeah, like you said, it's a blur. Like it's gone so, so far. Um, 
since yeah, since I was last in the Olympic Games. It literally feels like it was yesterday. And it's crazy to think about. Um, but it's five months until the next or six months until the next games. Um, yeah, so it's sort of mind blowing, really. Hey, mate, obviously five months, you said, at the moment there's obviously snow down south, so you're able to train. But without the snow, what's the plan for your training-wise? What do you do when there's no snow to, to be able to keep up the training? Are you going to head offshore earlier, and what are you going to do before the Olympics uh, in February? Yeah, so when there's um, when there's no snow, we normally head overseas and, um, uh, yeah, go chase the snow, I guess, and follow the winters. But uh, this year I think I'm, I'm going to stay at home until... Um, the start of December, uh, just have a little bit of time at home um, in some warmer weather. And um, yeah, as as I'm lucky to already have that Olympic qualification under my belt, I can um, stay at home and work on some uh, gym stuff to make sure that I'm healthy and strong and uh, can take those big hits when we fall over. Um, and yeah, so I'll head over early December, do a couple of competitions um, and then uh, head to China in February. Hey, so... So when you're home, sorry, Louis. So when you're home, how do you practice those little flips and spins? Are you on a tramp, or are you on like a little one of those things that blow up so you can get those movements going? Because it would be pretty easy to kind of lose the feel a little bit, wouldn't it? Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, yeah, like it, you definitely do lose it if you don't keep it up. But yeah, so we have a full um, trampoline facility down here at uh, the High Performance Centre in Wanaka. Um, that yeah, when I'm not skiing, I'm probably going to three to four times a week. Um, just making sure everything's still there and my air awareness is um, being, you know, kept up. Air, yeah. air awareness sounds so casual, but you're like, <laughs> I mean, yeah. You must get this, you must you must hate uh, just people like me just like fawning over what you do because it's probably pretty, pretty simple to you. But you, I'm sure you also have an understanding that what you do is extremely unrelatable, right? Yeah, yeah, I definitely have an understanding that it is... Um, very unrelatable. <laughs> um, yeah, we sort of just like, fly through the air and see what happens. <laughs> don't say that. It's terrifying to think about. I'm sure there's more thought that for your family that uh, you goes into it than that, mate. But look, so we played the clip before from the X Games. You're obviously in some serious form. What's what do you can what can you put it down to? Like what's going so right for you? Just in a really strong mental place or? Yeah, I think I can literally, it all comes down to where I am at uh, mentally. Um, I'm like, yeah, I had a bit of a mindset change a little while ago and now um, don't really worry about the result at the end of the day. All I really focus on is um, how I'm skiing um, and like if I'm skiing at my best and, and uh, rather than worry about where I stand on the podium at the end of the day. Um, and it's just one of those things that takes the pressure off you. Um, I mean, obviously those thoughts are still going to be in your head, but the main thoughts are just trying to better yourself, you know, and, and then that allows you to go out there and have this platform to work off where you don't worry about the outcome. The stress is less, there's no pressure. And so I think it, it yeah, it just allows you to go out and, and um, be yourself. And uh, I guess would say like, send it. <laughs> <laughs> send it. I love it, mate. That is some good chat from you. Worry about the process. The outcome will take care of itself. Love it. Love it. Yeah, hey, mate, for sure. back to back 1620s, back to back 1620s at, at the at the X Games. What's something new that we can look from Nico Porteous that's mm. out the gate? Because Louis already touched on you. are out the gate. So what's something that we can look at? <laughs> Oh, um, I'm currently working on a bit of a new trick right now, but um, 
yeah, I guess you have to wait and see till February, eh? Is it, se- oh. is it Sequence Squirrel? Mate, we, we do the radio teasers, not you. Well, can you actually not fess it up? Is it because, like, you, you never know which Swedish or Norwegian competitors listening to Baz Izzy for breakfast and they might nick your moves? <laughs> no, it's more the fact that if I can't do it, then I've, then I've called myself out. Oh, right. I'm still in, the early, still in the early process of learning it. So it's like if I get to a roadblock and can't figure it out before the Olympics, and then... I've uh, I've dug myself in a hole. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough, mate. Is he? Wow. How gets this text that's come through for Nico? Hey, Nico, oh, do, you, do, you, do you? And this is such a good question for a civilian. Do you get dizzy after doing back to back sixteen hundreds or whatever it was? Do you actually get head spins at all, or no? Is that just stupid? Yeah, no, you actually do get kind of dizzy. Um, you land, you land, and you're a bit all over the show, and then you, I, I go into another trick at the end. Um, and I always seem to crash that last trick because I've done so many spins and the two hits before. And then I go into this last trick and I'm like, whoa, trying to find my feet. And then somehow I land it and come out and I'm sort of like slightly dizzy, slightly in disbelief that I didn't crash. <laughs> um, it's, it's a pretty funny feeling. So, yeah, I do actually get a little bit dizzy. I reckon you just live in an alter, alternate universe. You and Zoe and the rest of you guys down there, you're just in an alternate universe to the rest of us, mate. Hey, thanks so much for um, getting on the line today and talking to us. It's uh, it, it's going to come around so fast, but hopefully we can catch up with you again before you head off and wish you well. Yeah, for sure. Thanks very much for having me. No worries, man. There you go. Awesome, Nico. Nico Porteous, is he? What an absolute champion. A young Kiwi who's just such a real dude, isn't he? I'm shaking my head, man. <laughs> I just can't believe the things he does, eh? Like, that is mind-blowing. Good on him. What a champion. Both the whole Winter Olympics team, mate, they've gone over there and they're flying the Kiwi flag with pride and they're doing us so proud as well. So looking forward to that in February when they go over and fly the flag again. Yep, so Finn Billis, Alice Robinson, Zoe sadowski Sinner, and uh, Margot Hackett, I think her name is, AJ Hackett's daughter, the bungee jump. So there's obviously a bit of thrill-seeking that goes on in that family. They're all off to Beijing for the Winter game. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91.